This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Celtic Lumos TV, uh, the Balls and Bob podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. This show is sponsored by Manscaped Bloom Products for Men. Euros Best Football is back this summer for the Euros. Avoid a marrying Flaney Bush in your midfield and clean up your men your midsection with Manscaped. Proud sponsor of Celtic Lumos TV, the Balls and Bobbel podcast. Be a proper lad this tournament and shave your bits and be the and uh, the best global leaders in the below waste grooming manscaped. Join over 2 million people who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CelticLoomsTV at Manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game so that you can enjoy the games clean and properly and cared for. They have forever changed the grooming game with their performance package 3.0 head to toe. This is the ultimate male hygiene bundle. The performance package 3.0 comes with the lawnmower 3.0, weed whacker and functionals to round off your grooming routine. Bring your boys back to life and in the game for the full 90 minutes. You've probably heard of the lawnmower 3.0 Acker, the best ball trimmer ever created. This is the best ball trimmer on the market. And for those who you need, who indeed need a shave around your testes. Third generation trimmer features a cotton edge ceramic blade to induce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. There's even a LED light so that you can see everything, everything you're doing there. Also included the Reed Racker Air to Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9000 RPM motor powered 3 degrees watery dual blade system. The Nose to Air Trimmer provides protectivity skin care technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look, fellas, sound nice of our partners hold and made it that long hair nose is a major tunnel. Why not use the best to- uh, tools for the jobs here? And don't forget about the liquid f- uh, formulations to round off the grooming game and in performance package. Their crop cleanser, body wash to keep your hair and your skin feeling healthy and fresh. You, you'll also find that Manscaped Carp Preserver, ball deodorant, and the Chafton Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You'll also find a Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, and Testes Toner. 
that's all designed to give the extra boots you need to get the job done on the pitch. Looks look as clean as well groomed head to toe as the one of the all time greats David Beckham. Get twenty percent off free shipping with the code Celtic Looms TV at manscaped.com. Choose Manscaped. Your ball would balls would thank you first. Why not why not trim your balls while you listen to the Balls and Barbell podcast? Not only will your balls thank you first, but your wife will thank you for it as well. On today's show, we'll discuss the latest Celtic and rumours rumors around Celtic, Big Anne's interview from yesterday, will Cal McGregor be next Celtic captain, and will we have a new player on the Big Anne's next season? Gary Prenwise, head of football recruitment, is no longer employed by Celtic. Uh, more of our youth players uh, are keep leaving today. What's next and what are we going to do? Updates on the Colts, uh, Colts League. Uh, is Dominic McCoy listening supporters? Need Lennon's latest outspot. Is it time for him to put up or shut up? And UEFA's rule change. The, the, the away goal will not, no longer play in European football. Firstly, I'll hand off to Mark just for a bit of rumours and uh, for a little shout outs. Hey, Ray, thanks for that, Paul. We do link to the Manscape site that's down in the description box as well. <coughs> uh, usual shout outs out to Tim Alloy, Malika, and Young Ben, uh, ROH Richie, he started his chemo yesterday. I'm sure Tim and that battle that he's going through. Uh, Mikey's brother in law is still in a coma, so let's keep Mikey's family. All of them that I've mentioned there in their prayers the next week or two. Uh, don't forget we're holding a charity match to raise funds for NHS. <coughs> That's been held at Falker Stadium on the 18th of July. The, crowd, the link to the crowdfunding page is also down in the description box below. <coughs> so please give what you can and share with your family and friends on social media for us and try and get the word for it out there. Uh, just finally as well, just as I said in the forum, if any want to come on the show, just let us know. You don't need to come on to a full show. If you want to come on and just talk about one certain subject, then that's fine. Just let us know and we'll get us more to it. Big shout-outs to the live chat as well. Bobby and David, other presents. Besties in the house. Big Kenny McLaughlin. How are you doing, Kenny? And Henry's in as well. So that's us then, Paul, ready to rumble. Right, so let us gospel Roberts. Rumours today about Celtic goalkeeper position has become very interesting. Celtic goalkeeper Barkas has been told he will be no longer be Celtic's number one next season and he has been told he can leave the club for transfer or go out and loan. Celtic have been linked with Brighton goalkeeper Matt Ryan recently but but, but now Ivan Villa, a Spanish uh, goalkeeper from club Celtic Vigo, the 23-year-old Spanish keeper has a transfer fee of around 2.5 million and is highly regarded within the, the, the Spanish youth system and Spanish under-21 team. This is a position that has barely been affected last season and it's a position that Celtic are looking to improve for next season. Free agent and young talent Scottish player Ryan Gold, who has been recently linked with Celtic, is considering a move to LS side Vancouver Whitecaps. Vancouver have offered him a £41,000 a week contract 
if Celtic are interested, should they now make a move for the player? Or is this just all rumours from the media? Celtic have been linked with Ecuador international Pero Hinscopli, uh, a number of European top clubs, including the likes of Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich, AC Milan, Roma, are all interested in the 19-year-old centre-back who is priced presently at £8 million. Uh, Celtic have made an offer of £3.5 million for 19-year-old Aaron Hickey, the young lad who plays for Blana in Italy, has been heavily linked with a return home with Celtic, his preferred choice. Uh, Toulouse are confident that they can sign Celtic for Lubeo on a permanent basis next season. Bayer has struggled for time since signing for Celtic, but has impressed with the League 2 fence side Toulouse last season on loan. They're fairly confident that they can get this deal done before the season starts again over in France. Youth International of Croatia, Mario Vojevic, has been chatted by Celtic. Thoughts have, have broken down with the club. Uh, had you split and and Torino, and this has emerged that Celtic have contact, contacted his club about a professional transfer fee and a move to Celtic. According to news outlets in Japan, midfielder Eiyu Yanka has, been, has, has not travelled with the Japanese national team this summer for the internationals. Uh, Tanko was a favourite under Ange and the Yokohama under in Yokohama, and the 22-year-old midfielder is rumored to have been told by his agent to stay in Japan and expect to move to Europe at some point in the summer. That's all. That's all the rumors and gossip from the season of And thanks for laughing at my pronunciation of that Croatian defender. But I don't know if it's because of my writing that I can't pronounce it. But I tried. <laughs> We're not saying that all the rumours are true, it's just a round-up of the rumours that are floating about the now, just in case you haven't actually seen any of that's going to happen or is happening. Has there been any um, truth or is it just thing about uh, Aaron Hickey? Is there any official kind of bid we made? I know there was rumours like one was saying £3 million, another one was saying £3.5 million, but has there actually any bid we made, you know? I don't know if there's been a bid made, Paul, but it's what any players have been following him. We've been following him for he actually left us. Mm-hmm. Craig Levine says he spoke to Celtic about six times about Hickey. Mm-hmm. And it's been with Hearts. So I think I think it, a, I think he is eventually going to end up at Celtic. Or just just or it's going to be one of the once it's going to be every season we're going to be linked to him. And how how did we not sign him before? The, uh, the, <coughs> what happened there? Was it Moody or was, was he just? Too young at that time, was it all? He felt as if he'd have got much of a chance. But that's why, one of the reasons he left Celtic in the first place when he was a youth player. He just didn't see him <coughs> want to get any chances mm-hmm. staying at Celtic. And then, I don't know if it came down to the money or that, but again, we know that Celtic were in for him when he was leaving Hearts. And it just, I don't know if it got to the stage of talking about money or whether Bologna's money turned his seat to the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the players. I did take him at Celtic. So we spoke, me and you spoke about it yesterday when the story was kind of gathering a bit of. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I even said to you, maybe he could come in and just be like, 
a right back. Play, well, he can cover either side, which is a good thing. Left, left and right, so he can play both sides, can't he? Yeah. Yeah, and I think he, well, he caught COVID, didn't he, when he was there in Italy, and then he had a, a, an injury as well. So I think that kind of hammered his progress over there as well. I think he'd have played a lot more games for him if he'd been fit. But he did get what was it? What was it Young Prospect of the Season or something like that? Kind of award, like Young Prospect of of the Season. If he played very little games, Mark only only got what what he could have won over in Italy if he was fit and if he didn't kind of catch COVID. You know, I think the actual. On the football side, it probably impressed people. Do you know what I mean? It seemed to impress people. Maybe even the Italian press never seemed to be. You should expect him to have a bit of, do you know what I mean? A young boy coming from Scotland, but not expecting much for him, kind of. Mm-hmm. But the kind do you think, though, if, well, right, do if, we, if we did sign him, do you think maybe De Moyes uh, not invest in one position, Denmark, considering he can play on board flanks, left and right, maybe... They'll sign him as a versatile player. Uh, no, I think we'll, st- we'll still need, we'll still need really. But uh, take Hickey. See, would you put him in as a first choice right back? Would you have Confil having Hickey and at the moment Anthony Radisson, your your two right backs, Mark? You know? No, I don't think that would be. I wouldn't be quite happy with that. Still a bit uh, weak, like isn't it? You know, considering they're young. I think he would be your number one choice there anyway, not Radisson. But it's very weak even having Radisson as your backup then as well, isn't it, Mark? Well, the thing is, Paul, see if you're going to be signing on Hickey, you're going to be promising him game time. Mm-hmm. So there's no as if Celtic's going to sign him on the strength of you'll be a backup right back and a backup or a backup left back. Mm-hmm. About the left back position a lot of times. Taylor, I like Taylor, but. But that, it's good. Back up, yeah. We could improve on that. Do you get what I mean? And it wouldn't, to me, it wouldn't cost us a lot of money to improve on Taylor. But it's Hickey with his age. Is that an improvement on Taylor? Mm. Mm. I've not seen that much of Hickey. For, uh, for we don't, we actually. You know what we, I mean? So I can't really comment we, on that. We still, we still don't know uh, what the, stage, the, the position is in the left back, you know, because. Uh, He's with, he's returning to pre-season uh, next week is a uh, bottom goalie, so he still has to talk with Ange and and Dominic McCoy, the club, and about what what his future holds. Like so, for what I know, bowling goalie's agent's been trying to get, get him a move, get him a move, Paul. So I don't think he'll get much of a future there. Mm-hmm. You'll, get, uh, you'll get Taylor, you'll get young boy Montgomery that's just breaking into the team, so you don't want to put too much of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And then if we say they sign uh, Hickey, that sounds great. Well, three left backs, but one of them can play as a right back. It's not very, it's not putting much of a balance onto the squad. Yeah, and especially for Hickey too, Mark, as well. Like if he's going to be playing right back one week and then he's thrown over to the left back another week, like that's going to, maybe in mind, but it could affect your performance then because you're just in two different positions week in and week out then as well, aren't you? You know, but if you're young enough and you're learning, you're learning to play the two different positions. There isn't really much difference between playing right back and left back, apart from which are better fit. If you're a two, mm-hmm. if you're a two player, you can play either side. You can you know what? Mm-hmm. And uh, what about the latest? Uh, things surrounding Barkas. There, there's some reports I mean today that he's been told he won't be Celtic's number one, and that he's be he could uh, go out and loan off Celtic, receive uh, 
a free transfer for him? Did they, they, they let him go? Well, there was uh, murmurings about that a couple of months ago as well, wasn't there? Like, the Red mm-hmm. Bulls, they wouldn't be here next season, and then that's why we've spoke about a hundred times. I mean, but we don't. It's the one position, man. No matter who, if if he stays or if he goes, we still need new keeper anyway, don't we? I think I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, who is it that's actually come out with this poll? Is it just some random website or is it attributed to somebody kind of thing? Uh, the, the, the Scotsman came out with this. You know, so I, I, again, it's all papers like us. Well, I, we're just you talking know. about it, but I think, I mean, we've said that is he happy? He never looked that happy. I've seen well, I, I prefer to keep Barkas Mark around and, and maybe have him learn off an experienced keeper, like we said, like uh, maybe Matt Ryan and have Barker as a number two rather than having Bain as your, as your backup, you know? Because if anything happens to your number one keeper next season, Bain is going to be your number one again. And we saw what happened to him this season, Bain and Gold, you know? Well, if Barker is willing to stay in the number two, then I don't. I know. I mean, we've seen it before, Paul, so YouTube videos and stuff like that. We know, mm-hmm. we know there's a keeper in there. He just never showed us any of last season. So mm-hmm. if he was about to stay for a, say a, another year and chip away and see how it was going for him as, as an understudy, and he'd he have every chance to try and claim the number one spot, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I've seen an article earlier on as well that uh, it, was the, it was just somebody saying that somebody Celtic should be looking at it. It's a Swedish goalkeeper for the Euros. Yes, uh, Alisson, is it? That, uh, oh, he, was, uh, he, he was with, uh, he was with uh, Everton last season. and To be available again. So I've, I've watched one of Sweden's games and I thought he did look, look apart, but it came down to money. But I guess like, we need a new number one, definitely. Experience too, Mark, is, is a must, I think, this year at that position. You know? Uh, so, I, I don't want to see another kind of young projects coming in there. I, I like to see an expert, like a keeper can go on this day, Mark, he's 36. But you know what said? Barkas was experienced. Well, I haven't seen enough of him, Mark, to, to say he's experienced. But, I mean, get me? what age is Barkas? Barkas is oh, 21, 22. No, he's, no, he's older than that. Is he? But I haven't seen, I, I haven't seen him, like, I, I don't know, as we don't because... Of, of the pandemic and he was low on confidence over that but Seven. I, I haven't seen a keeper mark I, I haven't seen him commanding the area that, that's what I mean experienced a, a goalkeeper who, who's able to like 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 Foster who's able to organise defence and show at them when they're wrong we haven't seen that from Barkas or none of our keepers last oh. uh, season that's what I mean experienced you know I'm not about but Foster was like that even when he was a young boy when mm-hmm. Foster always he wasn't shy to ball mm-hmm. the defenders if he didn't think they were doing their job right. But I've just Barkas is twenty seven. Yeah, he does. He's, An international keeper, so he should yeah. have experience, Paul. Sure, yeah, but but I won't say experience. So I I I'm going to say kind of more commanding, Mark. I'm, I'm more more able to manage uh, the the, the defence, like you no, know, he, but he's at the moment, Mark. We saw last season that he's not able to command the the, the box. Like a big personality. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like a personality. Yeah, you want to keep to come in. That's that that has a personality, Mark, and that's you know like 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 Foster had a God and had his Arthur Barrett had his goalkeepers like that, Mark, who come in and they 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 have a presence. Maybe with the COVID lockdown and 
the players don't have to go to know each other. He's just no felt confident. And yeah, well, see, look, that's it, man. A person I've said that's it, man. He just seemed to be playing for the minute I we saw him making his debut. He just seemed mm-hmm. to be playing as if the weight of the world was in his, sh- his shoulders. He never, mm-hmm. looked, he never looked content or happy or confident, and like even his kind of general body. Like, like, like uh, the, 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 the fans like would have got behind him in his in his first game after he made a save, but he didn't make a save until maybe the second or third half game of the season. So it would have taken the fans a while to get behind him to cheer, but. You know what? Look, we move on first. It's, it's a near. We, I think, Mark. I mean, you'll be watching closely, anyway, and a lot of Celtic supporters be watching closely. But if if these are rumours and we're not tracking the tracking the keeper, I I wouldn't feel comfortable going in with the three keepers we had next season, anyway. You know. No, I know the know the know the performances we've seen for them last year, anyway, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think that I've said it before as well. Bain, thank you, team Bain. Left the ball down. And then we've said that as well. See if we could get the boy for Dundee United in some kind of deal with being involved. Mm-hmm. But I think now he's actually decided that he, he's going to go to Ipswich. So that's a, another potential player, Mark, that we actually who have well college league experience and he's in and around the, the Switzerland squad as well at the moment. And so we, we've actually missed out on him, I think, you know. Oh, well, that, is a, that could be a bit of a mess. It is, I, I think it is, Mark, considering uh, what Jonas and, 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 and Mickey were saying about him. Like, I, I think we missed maybe a trick there with him, like, you know? You know, a keeper who the fans knew, and I think the, the club knew as well, Mark, that, you know, that big ass is good, like, you know? Big ass going him coming in as your number one as well, Winter. It's still weak though as well, like in that Seagast and 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 Barkas, you know, as a as your two keepers, you know. So moving on, so finally, Andrew's in Glasgow and he was in Lennox Town yesterday where he met all the staff. He met some of the players who were in and around the, the training session. Uh, he met all the the staff of all relevant departments between the, the sports science, the 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 coaches. He met John Kennedy, uh, Gavin Strachan, and he met of course he met Dominic McCoy's Mark. He also gave his first interview. I, I know it was uh, three to four minutes long, Mark, and it, it was edited. But how do you think he came off in that that interview yesterday? Boom. He came across well, as he did in the first interview that he'd done for his hotel room, but again, it was just a Celtic TV puff piece, really, Winter. Kind of typical uh, Celtic TV, Mark, it was, it was scripted. It's like a, like a WWF promo kind of idea, isn't it? A wee cosy wee interview with, mm-hmm. with Jerry McCulloch, you here's what he's going to ask you. He'll have knew the questions we get asked hours before he got asked them. Do you know what I mean? So he'd have knew his answers off by heart by then. I think the thing that impressed me yesterday was when uh, McCulloch asked him, uh, are you prepared now for the Beachland game? And he said, no, he's not looking that far ahead at the moment. He's looking forward to the proper first training section, get the lads back from Scotland, work with them, get the team prepared, get them used to him and him used to them. You know, so... He seems uh, a really positive guy, Mark, who I think, Mark, that the, the fans would like because, and the players would like because he seems easygoing. Do you know what I mean? Like a typical Aussie. Yeah, 
I, I, that's it. Just like a typical Australian person, you mean they're, they're nice enough people. Do you know what I mean? They're just generally nice people. Easy mm-hmm. and that, and mm-hmm. they mix well as well. Do you know what I mean? Australians are like a bit like the Scottish. They're all over the world, and they go, they go on with people ninety percent of the ninety nine percent of the time or whatever. But I don't think he's. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's. Uh, doesn't realise the magnitude of the job that he's got in front of him, but I don't think he's overawed with it. I don't think it's... Mm-hmm. I think the thing that stood out for me yesterday was when he went into the canteen and he met John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachner. They shook their hand and he, he asked them, um, where's, where's the first team? And John Kennedy told them that they were out training. And he asked, uh, he, he asked the lads, why aren't you out there with them? And Gavin Strachan said, we're trying to fix the Wi-Fi. We can't go out to the training session if we don't have Wi-Fi. So I think that uh, was, was, was a good But Anything that stood out for you, Mark, or thing that you, you wanted to see, and what didn't you see from that interview? Oh, I've been back to see the bit with Kennedy. I, thought, I don't know what was going on there. They were sitting down having their breakfast. I know that, but why, why was they know to get what I mean, meeting them in a kind of official capacity? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, is that the first time he's met? Uh, yeah, because the players when there was a short video, and and he was like, kind of like going around the canteen shaking players' hands because uh, the the young lad uh, Owen Henderson and um, Radisson was sitting down on the table as well. Did you see that? Should that no? Should Kennedy no have been with him taking him a run meeting people? True, true. But I thought they were trying to fix the Wi-Fi so they couldn't. <laughs> Try to get the password back up. Peter Lowe's got the Wi-Fi password. Don't have it since Lennon left. He's fine. Twisted a knife. Peter Lowe's clogged up the Wi-Fi password. I thought. I mean, there's. All, I mean, even it was just a wee fist pump between him and Kennedy as well, wasn't it? It was as And then I think Kennedy noticed that the camera was on him and stood up. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Like what? One thing I think. What? Well, what fans were, were thinking, and I, I knew it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be said just because it, it didn't come out in the first interview with him either, Mark, on the Zoom when he did the Zoom with Celtic TV, and I knew it wasn't going to come out in this one. But again, no mention of backroom staff, boy, boy thing like, and with the fist bumps yesterday between himself and Gavin Strachan, I it, it, it is strange, Mark, that we heard nothing from that area yesterday. But again, it was only a couple of minutes in, as you see, like these kind of questions, that'll probably come for the first time he face it, faces the, the mainstream media. Which is uh, tomorrow. Uh, we talk about that tomorrow. There's actually a, there's a press interview tomorrow. Uh, I'll go through the details which you t- uh, on on another part with Dominic McCoy. If you know on the live chat, please keep the information to yourselves at the moment till we, we discuss that topic later on in the show. Uh, he also spoke about that uh, in, the, in the interview, Mark, about the Scottish players involved in things, but uh, he congratulated Scotland from get, getting to yours at least, but it was a shame that they they, they went out. But I suppose the, he, the main thing was that he was very impressed with the, the way Callum McGregor put himself out in the Euros. And I think every Celtic fan saw that as well, Mark, that we saw a different Callum McGregor out in the Euros this season rather than we didn't see that season with Scott Brown. Ah, definitely. But the performances 
<coughs> for McGregor and the Euros was the, the Cal McGregor we all, we all knew until mm-hmm. season. And I, so, I mean, I've gave other players pelters about their effort in that for last season. I'm not putting Callum McGregor in that kind of bracket. Although there is talk that he was looking for a move last year and wasn't he too happy that he didn't get it. That's one of the reasons I thought that he would maybe be yeah. able to leave this season. But see, after his performance in the Euros, Paul, I think yeah. it could be a bit interesting, Callum McGregor. And money, it, could, money could be a big factor in that, I think. It is it, it marked or do you think maybe he put himself out in the shop end when the Euros now are is it just or is it have we seen the best of Calvary know that he's not played no. next to a bit a bit of both or uh, no, well, no I think that was just Callum McGregor being, being Ka- McGregor I mean I'm told last season I mean let's be honest Paul but Callum McGregor was playing at like an, an 8 out of 10 every week at least mm-hmm. do you get what he was he was like but it was like Kieran Tierney, do you know what I mean? They were like your reliable players. You knew that every game you were going to get 100% and at least an 8 out of 10 performance off of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just <coughs> done for Scotland. I was expecting me doing for Celtic all last season and whether that's down to the, the Scotland well, fact or no. Well, I, I, I think it maybe maybe uh, it could have been, Mark, because with Scotland we saw him Pushing on more, we see him score the goals that we seen him score tonight. He doesn't score many goals, but when he did, when he does get goals, they're mostly outside the box, Mark. They're good goals, and we saw him push not more with Scotland than we did with Celtic because he seemed to sit back more with Celtic last season due to the fact that Scott Brown was there. And when Zorro, Zorro was playing, Calamac was able to push up more. Uh, I mean, he's not. You can watch back your games in that poll, you can see it even more obvious that McGregor's. Holding back it deeper than he used to, but his natural game allows him to play. And that's different. So, I mean, we spoke about it as well. Even I mean, when Brun was out and McGregor became the main playmaker, you could mm-hmm. his A games that he, he took it, he could do that kind of job. A more, just there seems to be a more energy mark and in him when he's not kind of protecting Brown. You know, so going by that and going by his performance, and if 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 he can bring that performance back to Celtic and on on the Ange influence, like the way he plays, he plays a fast game, and he plays a fast attacking game. I think we'll we'll actually see an improved Kalamak uh, next season, and maybe I know we were questioning Max over his his Improved, I'd say back to his best, Paul. Back to his best, yeah, yeah back to his best but I think maybe he should be given captaincy Mark considering what we know Callum Mark can do you know I don't think again Paul I don't think a captaincy is that important I think we should, we should have leaders all, all over the park the captain yes. is just kind of the main man in the dressing room that keeps all the actual players in check I mean we've read the stories of Scott Brown with his fines and things like that as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if I obviously McGregor deserves it, but to the same extent as James Forrest, maybe no deserve it. Exactly, like you could say the same. If, if, it, if, 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 if it's gone by how long they've been there, maybe maybe Ange has a a player that who he wants to bring in back that he wants to be captain that he knows is a captain. 
Do you know? I mean, it depends what he's looking for. Angie's looking for in a captain. I mean, look at this night and day, the difference between Callum McGregor and Scott Brown. Mm. But we, we know their personalities kind of thing. Callum McGregor seems like a, like a kind of quiet guy, but he's got that wee glint in his eye. You know that he's got that wee bit of cheek. Whereas Scott, mm-hmm. Scott Brown just did the cheeks. Him kind of thing. Oh, come down I think it would need to come down to Ange. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can't have the club deciding. You can't, eh? If a club get to McGregor, whereas Ange is maybe not like the, the quiet personality kind of captain, he's one of a kind of roaring Roy Keane, Roy Aiton type of. Exactly. We, we don't know much about his teams, Mark. Uh, what kind of captain he likes either. You know, we don't know. I, I, I suppose we won't know that until we see the first game. Well, I wouldn't say pre-season, Mark, really, would you? I wouldn't, you wouldn't say much about pre That's all about getting our fitness back up, getting the team kind of used to the way Ange plays. And uh, I suppose we won't know, really, would you say the Meachland game, Mark, or is that too early to, to judge Ange, yes? Oh, no. I think we'll need to judge him on it. Even, mm-hmm. even is We'll even judge the performance compared to what we've been used to watching last season, Paul. That'll be the first judgment. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it'll be the result. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll be... I'll be uh, I'd, I'd be a bit upset if he lost to Mitchelland. Uh-huh. Especially, especially the way he kind of talked about him, that he knows about him, he knows the way they play, he's watched them for years because he was watching Australian players who, who play for them. You know, so I'd be upset, Mark, considering it's the best draw that we could have got out of the teams. You know what I mean? It's early, but it's, I mean, I think I'm not saying we'll win 100%. I expect us to win, but I expect Celtic to win every game and look where that gets us, you know. But yeah, uh, I think surely we can put a team together that will be able to beat Mitchelland between mm-hmm. what we're going to have there and hopefully one or two new signings. I mean, mm-hmm. But three weeks to make signings. Three weeks, yes. Three weeks. Just around about three weeks into it, I think. Three weeks next Tuesday. If I, is it, when's the squad to be in for? Is the squad not to be in for the third? Yeah, it's 15th, yes. Yes, you're right. Three weeks. I mean, yeah. you could sign a player next next Thursday or Friday and they've still got two weeks to train, and train with the team. Exactly, and they still have a kind of a one or two pre-season games as well, Mark, before that, that, that kind of kicks off. So I would uh, like to think that we'll be able to have a team between what we've got and uh, maybe one or two signings, I'd like to think that we'll, we'll be able to put together a team that's capable of beating Mitchellan. Mm-hmm. So moving on, uh, I suppose we, we'll talk about uh, Anne's interview um, tomorrow uh, on the next podcast, which uh, we're, we're hoping Mark will be will be Sunday night, so tune in for that. Uh, next is uh, Gary Penrice. Uh, we we thought Gary Penrice was still at the club uh, in his role as head of recruitment, but Gary has left his role shortly after Nick Hammond left the club. It was a low-key departure and wasn't even released to the media by the board at the time. So at the moment, we have uh, a scout called La ha- uh, J. Lefarve, Lefarve, uh, Le he's he's head of recruitment operations at the club. Uh, Lefarve joined the club 
last year and has worked alongside Penrice and under Hammond in his previous role. But he was under the two Denmark, so he wasn't kind of making the decisions. Do you get me? You know? Obviously, one of the things I, I was brought right, as I said, a hundred times why I never done podcasting, I was always self-conscious about the way I speak. One of the things was the way I pronounced names in that ball, but I swear, man, you're just talking, you take it to a complete another level, buddy. Man, it's, <laughs> I couldn't care less, Mark. I, I just put it up. I, I put down the, the thing on the thing there in a the few minutes there when you start talking. So, so at the moment we have him involved. His previous role uh, was he was a scout with Arsenal and he joined the club last May. Uh, he was appointed actually by Peter Laurel and not by Hamid. And he was only promoted to this role, Mark, head of scouting operations in in June of this year. Uh, he's definitely still there. He's still there at the moment, yeah. Now, I looked him up on Twitter. I looked him up on, on Team. And there's actually very little about him at the moment. But... His name is up there now the thing, but he if you go into his LinkedIn, it's head of Celtic Scouting Operations. And if you go into the Celtic Wikipedia at the moment, his name is up on Celtic's recruiting. Now, have you ever heard of this man? Or has on the, on the live chat ever heard of this man? Or First I heard him was when we spoke about him the other day, Paul. That was, and that was a king. Who was it we were talking about to the time? Was it Peter? Rice. Was it no Peter Houston we were talking about? Peter Houston, yeah, I thought he was there, and he wasn't there either, actually, no. That's who no. We, I think that's who we were talking about, and that's the guy in that jail affair, his name popped up, but I'd never heard him the other day either, Paul, honest to God. You know, uh, Henry Cosgrove thought, who is he, a scout? No, he, he, was, he was a scout for Arsenal. He joined Celtic last May as a scout, but he's now head of scouting operations at Celtic, so... I think, Matt, we have our answer. What, what we were all kind of looking at was who's making decisions on who's scouting players. Or, I think, so what I'm reading, Matt, what I think is it, it's actually this guy. So that was only this year you said he was promoted? Promoted to this thing in June. This is still June. Yeah, so he was recent. Just, start, just, just starting. Oh, well, maybe you know, so, something in that, Paul, that he has. Getting some, you know, uh, getting some kind of promotion or some kind of... So maybe he's the one that w- was kind of scouting these players when we talked, like, like you no, know, we were all kind of like so. Victor of football, yes, yes, between the strings, like so. I, I'm not saying he is, Mark, but no, no, no. but what I read him, like, it, it, it more than likely is this guy if 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 he's coming up on all the pages as uh, head of scouting operations at Celtic now, you know. Oh, you know, that's to me. That's just him, like a head scout then, and really, that's your chief scout. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think like, they, they give different names to different people now, Mark, don't they, these days, you know what I mean? Like, I, I you know, I know Fanny. Wordplay is on, didn't it, with the job, actual job titles, but... I know a fella who uh, collects uh, trolleys in the local shopping centre, and if you talk, he's an old guy, and he won't say he's a trolley collector, he says he's a trolleyologist. <laughs> so... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real respectable name he gave himself for collecting trolleys. You know what I mean? Just let him know about the discount. <laughs> t-shirt, he can wear it on about a t-shirt while he's trolley, he's trolleyologing. 
I love everyone around Cork on wrong landscape. Uh, <laughs> the balls and thank you, Chris, around Cork. But I think, I think, I think Mark, why I kind of brought this up is that maybe it kind of does give us a kind of an insight into who is actually kind of running the scouting department at the moment. Though it could change, Mark. We could be in a different fellow at the moment, but at the moment he's there and we, we'll have to take it as that, I think, don't we? You know, it sounds like it's, it's definitely with some some kind of input on it, but it's good to have. But there's actually the worrying thing about Mark is that like I I, I couldn't find I found very little information off him on the internet. I had to look into kind of different discussions. I looked into Arsenal's uh, old recruiting uh, staff things you know, down the years from last year. And that's how I actually got information on him that he left for Celtic. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like it, it's kind of it is nothing. Yes, come on. It's it's very kind of low key, like you know. And, and I wonder is is do we actually hear uh, like is it common that we don't hear scouts oh. join the club and leaving the club market? Do, is, or do they? Do do they get announced by the club or is it just that they come and go and we don't hear like like Penrose? I knew he was like I I thought he I thought he was going to leave before uh, and we mentioned the previous podcast but it was never it was never said by the club so I presumed Mark that he was actually still there. But it's like that uh, that guy McLaughlin we spoke about in the last yeah. podcast. I mean there was not there was nothing in the papers or anything about that. I'm leaving Celtic and going to Hearts. He's went to winter. Hearts head of youth development. This changes in the like that kind of personnel. There's not really any much fanfare. It's only because we're scouring everywhere to scramble information, and probably we're finding out about all these guys. To be honest, Paul, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but is there something Mark, that would interest the guys? One thing is Scotland. Broadcast every signing of Goat, no matter what it is, isn't it? Everybody's a world class, whoever that. Ah, oh, sure. You know, but would, would you like the, maybe the club to know who who they are bringing in, Mark, or, or who their who their who their scouts are, or are you more concerned about the the, the first team and who what players we signed? See, really, Paul Celtic is such. Will they really have that many? Scouts. Uh -huh. On their payroll, a lot of Celtic scouts will be doing like freelancing for one of a kind of better work. Kind of, yeah, it's like the, the fellow who um, uh, Michael Conroy knows this, the Irish lad here who you sent me on, uh, Mickey Conroy. He he played for Celtic uh, many years ago and um, he's, he's part of the Celtic Supporters Club here now, but. He's with kind of like it's like a, like a school for football. It's called Fast Training Centre, you know. So it's training, centre, but there's different kind of um, apprenticeships in there, Mark. You can get carpentry apprenticeships in there. You can get things, but there's a football kind of a apprenticeship in there. You know, either you go through that, you might get onto teams in the League of Ireland. You know, they they think. Well, he's he he actually recommends like he did years ago. I don't know if he's still involved at now, but. Before he used to recommend players to the Celtic, and that's how they had a like to think he was he was really a scout from that, but he was a oh, talent. Uh, a talent uh, that's the kind of thing. Ah, uh, you can 
Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, like just guys. But Paul McStay, Paul McStay said he's watched players who are in Australia for Celtic. It doesn't mean he's on Celtic's payroll for anything kind of thing. He's not a exactly, like, yeah, they still have like he contact relevant people who are and then the scouts will have a look at them Denmark or something, is it, yeah? I think the days he's taking like a worldwide network he, like scouts actually in our employment full time are kinda long gone. I think that's made at the kind of elite level, Paul, where that's still in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> we still need. We'll still have. We'll still need a, a heat scout, a, a chief scout to like get the feelers out. We'll have. A, we'll have a rain couple of scouts that'll be on our books. We'll have a chief scout to run. To get, I mean, yes, his contacts to around the world to scout players in that. Jack, I think there's about is it six six scouts? I think actually that's on Celtic books. I know uh, God. Uh, Gordon Strachan's son is on Celtic's books, isn't he? Aye, uh, aye. Tosh McKinley is a, is actually another scout for Celtic. So, like I know Gavin Strachan's one is mostly kind of UK based and Europe, but Tosh McKinley I think does kind of a Scotland area, kind of the, the lower leagues of Scotland, kind of scouting players there. But uh, we we'll have a look, uh, Mark, and we'll see what. We might do a pod on the the different departments of of Celtic and who we have there, and do do we actually need to improve those areas? But we can look that in a further podcast down the line. You can have another dig at Tim Williamson, poor guy. Yeah, we'll <laughs> speak to him soon because Mark, there was actually I sent you a link that we're looking at a new sports science fella, a young fella coming in. Oh. And so you did. I forgot about that. And 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 uh, I I guess his name I flicked through my notes in the previous podcast. So I actually think his role again is uh, is, is is under is under pressure. You uh, know, and that, is that uh, was it East Fife or something he left as a a player. Yeah. Where he played for East Fife and then took on a part time role with him while he done his degree or something. Yeah, yeah. He left um, he left uh, soccer. Early did Marky and he decided to go down a, a different route uh, into actually football science, and he was just kind of kind of studying for, for the last couple of years. I'll guess his name, and uh, I'll uh, I, I'll I'll do it up on maybe the forum. I'll put it up in the forum who who we're talking about there. So moving on, uh, worrying signs again, Mark about our, our youth academy is that uh, now he mightn't be able to cup to a lot of people. I said on the forum has said he's. He's not great and it's no harm is even, but it, that's not the point. The point is that another one of our young players is leaving the club again without actually breaking into the first team is Armstrong Oakley Flex, Mark. He's joining Aston Villa again on a, a free transfer. Uh, uh, Leeds are actually keeping the close eye on young left-back who was labelled the next Kieran Taney by the club, uh, Matthew Anderson, and young centre-back Leo Hledge from from now is is that also being tracked by Leeds, Mark? And it's it's getting to a fact now, Mark, where it, it's not more more pissed off or thing I'm getting, Mark. It's actually more worrying than getting out that our young players are leaving the club, uh, like like it's a conveyor belt, Mark. They just seem to be going out the door. That is a worry. Plus, that uh, Armstrong Walker flex people always oh, need using that. Went to who was it? He's went to Aston Villa. Aston Villa. If he's not a good boy, he's the Premiership team looking at the back. Exactly. That's what you've got to look at. 
you know, like, he like, I mean, I think we saw him once, Mark, as a substitute, maybe 10 minutes, I think I saw him. Uh, Even Leo Hild or whatever you pronounce that. Yeah, don't ask me anyway. <laughs> but even that, lead, if leads are interested in him, it's no, it's no as if they're going away. It's no as if they're going to lower division English teams or whatever. Just to well, Mark, no, it's not. Nice. Looking for game time. Look, I mean, this is Premiership teams. We are, even now, you've got to right, that's Leeds and Aston Villa back in the Premier League. You've got to say that now they're, they're established Premier League teams now. Exactly, and they stayed off, Mark. Yeah, Leeds have always been a big club. They just needed to sort themselves out. And now they've sorted themselves out. That'll be them, a Premier League club for years to come, I'd imagine, as long as they keep their finances in check. So it's not as if they're going away down to your English League One or that, looking for game time. They're going to Premier League teams. But the thing is getting me, Mark, like, and and, and and it's true what you said, Mark, there, like, you know, it's, it's not um, teams, like, I, I wouldn't say Aston Villa or Leeds are, are big, but Leeds would have a, Leeds would have a worldwide fan base as well, Mark, because Leeds were a big club in the 80s and 90s as well, like, growing up, I remember Leeds were big time in the old um, League One Championship before it came into uh, the Premier League, you know, Leeds were always a big team. And they always had a, a a big fan base. Like, but the thing that gets me, Mark, is that why can't we see that these are good players and get them into the first team? And you know, like, what like, I know, we we know that there's no there's no there seems to be no route for them to get into the first. And we spoke about news news of times. We spoke maybe it's Lenin or thing, but this has been going on past Lenin. It's been going on with Brendan Rodgers as well. Was reluctant uh, to put any young players into the team as well, Mark. We saw Cal McGregor and Tierney were actually established players when he came in under Ronnie Dyla. You know, so like, what do we have to do, Mark? Like, what like, is, oh, is this an area where Dominic McCoy has to address with the, the U team coaches are? How many young players do you think would have been in, like, would have come through the youth ranks if Ronnie Dyla is still been in charge? Man, we spoke that to you, and Mark, we told, you told me that James, like James Foss was kind of old enough then, Mark, when he was kind of, but Callum Mark and Tony were definitely gone anyway. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying see if Ronnie had stayed in charge for another year or two. Oh, I think we... How many younger players would have made oh, a pop and improved then kind of thing? I think, I think uh, the, the, the young lad, uh, Liam Henderson at the time, Mark, would have been gone. Yeah. I know it's all hearsay and ifs and buts, but because he was, Ronnie trusted youth and it paid off for him, yeah, I think, Mark, if Ronnie did stay, Mark, the, the fans would have actually saw the young players and then we could make the decision if they're good enough or if they're not good enough. But the fact is that we're not seeing them and they're leaving the club without even without even seeing what they can do. Is it, it, the worry to Mark, that they're leaving the club without even getting the first game of football, Mark. Do you know what I mean? They're okay flex. If he's left the club without... Even be gave a chance, but I think he got ten minutes back. Was it a ten or five minutes as a subject one? Was that done at the end of the season before? I think, watching, I think was it. But watching the ten minutes, him, a certain percentage of Celtic support decided that the lad was no use. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing about about that as well. Trying to bring young players into a team or a club like Celtic because the fans expect to win every game and every pass to be perfect. 
a young player comes in, this place is a pass, and that's the fans on his back right away. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's how easy young players and that's judged. It's a fine line. But yeah, fans need to accept as well that young players. I mean, Kieran Tierney made mistakes when he was first coming in. He made Kieran Tierney still makes mistakes because the, the big level that Kieran Tierney deserves to be playing on, he's still a relatively young player. So he'll still make mistakes that guys that know football better than us will spot. But he'll learn a few that and become a better player. And that's mm-hmm. what Celtic fans need to. Again, as I've said, Paul, you bring on players, young players, see. Two or three goals up, you bring them on and let them play a bit, let them show what they can do, kind of thing. And that's the way you've got to go. Because if you're sitting there at nothing each and a young player makes a mistake, I mean, if you're sitting there at nothing each and young Welsh slips and costs a goal and we lose again one nothing, can you imagine the pelters a young boy would get for just exactly. a slip on the park? Exactly. But uh, Bobby Saunders saying, Orkro Fresh played a couple of games, he played uh, one game. Uh, of the the boy trip, uh, I think he played around sixty minutes, and Denmark he was put on to the bench for the the second game, and then we didn't see him around the first team for the whole season. Yeah, and I think that's the problem, Mark, is that, uh, and they continued with with, with with Kennedy as well, and I, I expected more from Kennedy f- with his involvement within the youth system, Mark. He he was he was down there for years, Mark. He was helping these young players break through to the first team, do you know, but he, he he didn't even have the kind of young players on the bench either, Mark, do you know what I mean, like, we spoke about that, like, how many substitutes you left now, Mark, but he, he didn't even bring in, like, a new young, like, you said there, Mark, when should not have gotten that first team only for what happened in our defence this year? Injuries, and that, that, you know, really, that's one of the main things that I hold, I hold against Kennedy, because I stuck up for Kennedy, I, 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 People I speak to about they say he's a good coach and things like that and all that kind of thing. So I only went with what people were telling me. But what I hold against him is when he got the chance after Lennon they did they grasp it and uh-huh. things and even even try and show the fans like it was a bit more progressive thinking. It was just exactly. it, it was just a pony do you know what I mean? As I've said, Kennedy was only doing what Lennon told him today. Lennon was in charge. Exactly. Just the same as Rogers was in charge and telling them what to do. And especially Mac, when we talked, there was a rift between the two of them. Like, and it was a chance now for Kennedy. Like, you can't say 
kind of change the tactics or maybe change it, but like just bring in new players, Mark, bring in the young lads, change the mindset within the team. Like obviously these first team players were failing, they didn't want to be there last season, Mark. Keep these young fans who who wanted to be there, Mark, wasn't this? Oh, I did, you know? I'm, I'm saying, no, throw them in at the deep end. Like, mm. boy, the young boy Henderson never set a foot wrong and just get dropped. So you know, they just give him, a, give him a game against your lower league teams and things like that, even that, just bring them on and let the fans see that you're, you're trying something a bit different. Mm. But Mark, I'm not saying he'd have been able to... I, I don't think for a minute Kennedy could have done anything that would have made the fans <coughs> change their mind that they want. The, main the fans, Mark, has always been the Celtic way, Mark, and team like... The fans always liked when a, when a young player broke into the team. They, they, they always liked it, you know what I mean? If, I, I think, but it, it's, a, it's going to be... Like, hopefully it's going to change next year because we have a manager who said in in part in, in, in the Zoom meetings, uh, the last few Zoom meetings he had with, with Celtic TV, that he's a big believer in you, Mark. So what I'm saying to you know, is like, how does he address this, Mark? Does he does he see what's got like? We know Chris McCarthy's doing a good job, Mark, because he's producing these players. Like that's not the issue. The issue is in the middle, right? Where they're breaking down, Mark, because there's no, there, there's no, there's, after youth, Mark, they get to a certain age, maybe 20, 21, they're, that's, that, that's where, I know you say, even 21's too old, Mark, maybe 19, Mark, we say, 19, 20, they should be kind of in and around the first team, you know, but that's where the barrier is at Celtic at the moment, like, they can't get past that barrier, even to get in and around the first team, like, it's not about playing, Mark, it's about being, in around the first thing, get used to that environment. That's where the problem is. Because our squad's choked up with. Yes. No Average players. I, I was going um, mediocre players. Yes. Beat on. Exactly. The beat on they kind of guys that are, that are older and do you know what I mean? They've got navial future at the club. Mm-hmm. So when like, Ange comes in, as I've said, they've got what, what do you have? I say a twenty-five man squad. I'd like at least. Eight or nine of them to be like younger players, Paul. Exactly, Mark. Exactly, and like you could stop, like you could stop playing them now, Mark. In like bring them on at the end of games if you're two training up or training up or even That's give some of them a run in the league cup instead of having Callum McGregor playing nearly fifty-two games a season. Ex- Do you know what I mean? Exactly, Paul. We play. I've said that a hundred times. We play enough games a season for. To keep a squad happy with the amount of game time that they're getting. So players, all players did best. That's one of the. Oh yes, exactly. Why Scott Brown was consistently played, even just saying Cal McGregor, why he was consistently played. I mean, see, when you're playing against your teams like your Aches, your Saint Mirrens, even in the league, why, why is there no two, or two, or three young boys actually starting that game? Mm-hmm. Right, and a Celtic, you've got the three kind of positions: defence, midfield, and like your attack. So why is there no a young defender for the youth team? I'm talking about like a youth team kind of player, a young defender playing in the defence, in the midfield, and in the attacking. It's like, it's like I don't believe Mark that like uh, the player saying like that. Uh, Carl McGregor wanted to play. I think every player wants to play Mark, but I could clearly see. 
uh, last year that that Cal McGregor was, was tired. Like he played nearly the exact same games he did this season, last season, even for the last couple of seasons. Mark Cal McGregor's consistent playing fifty-two games. No, it's not just that season. You know, like going for a few years with McGregor. No, it's not like we don't have players. Like we 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 have young lads. We have Torn who can play there now. We we have. We have this young lad, Luke O'Connor, who could play in that position, Mark. We we have players, you know, that, that need to be given the chance as well, who, who can show us that they're a backup to Callum McGregor. And players know, Mark, in the modern football, and how fast games come. You could be playing some there, there Mark, two, three games in, in one week. You know, with, with Easy. Up, Easily. You know, that they don't need to be playing, Mark, these games week in, week out, you know, rest them against, as you said, uh, the smaller leagues against the Ackies and stuff like that, you know. I mean, just let, letting young players know that they'll get their chances. Just saying exactly. that. Cal McGregor's our number one pick. Right? You get there and prove to us that you're good enough to be. When he needs a rest when he gets injured, prove to us that you're good enough to be. His exactly, man. It shouldn't be, man. Like, and it shouldn't be. In two or three years' time when Cal McGregor moves on. And we already have ready a place, man. You don't take his place on your team. Exactly. That's you already have your, you already have your place. Need to be. And we're not in a position now, Mark, where we have no wingers, we have we've no left backs, we we've only one centre back currently on our books because Ayers looks like he's going to be away soon. You know, like we don't want to be in a position, Mark, that uh, the only reason you're getting your game if you're a youth player is like uh, is like uh, Stephen Welch this year. He would he would have got his game only for we had injuries. No, you know, it shouldn't be like that. No, it definitely shouldn't be like that, Paul. And then see if we didn't have injuries, we'd mm. still be quite right. We'd all still be saying, oh, but is that Welsh? What about him? Is he good enough or is he no? But because exactly. of injuries, well, I think he's good enough to get a place in the squad. No, no, no a mainstay, no a number one choice. But for me, Welsh has done good enough to prove that he's at least a squad player for Celtic, a good understudy in centre-half. He's another year, Mark, when maybe... Long enough to experience the players coming in, then a few games during the season playing with them, and then maybe the year after actually coming to be Celtics number one after long enough experience. That's what your young players need to be doing, Mark. And that's what you've been saying for years. That's exactly what it should be, Paul. There should be a clear plan of how a young player is. If you stick by us, you progress the way we think, in three or four years' time, you're going to be playing for Celtics first team. So, like, what? What what do we do now? So like do, do like I said like, like do does Ant Jan? I I know it's not really an area for McCoy because he's a safe job, but he he might want to, to find out Mark why he's acting because in a way Mark is going to be uh, the club losing money Mark if we don't stop producing the one players like does do we actually ask the players we say. Uh, maybe we take Uncle Flex as that, but do we actually ask him why you're leaving and 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 find out actually from the players why they're leaving? Uh, I think it'll be, I'd like to think that the club would be that kind of self-aware. They would ask that even, maybe not ask the player, but just ask his agent, is there anything, anything we could have done better, anything we could do better that would have made him change his mind? Mm-hmm. Say not just Docker Flex, but any young player. Well, it doesn't. It's but you, you, think Mark, you said there, Mark, that you think they're asking that, but it actually doesn't look like it because it's, it's like a conveyor belt, Mark. Like any time now, Mark, we're doing a podcast, uh, 
It's like a, a young player leaving, and I didn't want to talk about young players tonight. But when 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 I heard that Leeds are looking at like, if this lad Leo Hledge, Le- 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 if he if he yeah if he leaves, Mark, and and for John Hughes to say for him, this fan's going to be a big big deal in the next couple of years for Celtic, and if he leaves before he even brings into the first team, something is seriously gone wrong at Celtic's youth academy that needs to be addressed quickly rather than leave it progress badly even more. Well, see, that's it. That maybe your Ange could come in. And that's what I'm saying, yeah. Talk to what people talk, find out what's going on. Talk to the, that Leo. We'll just call him Leo. We'll just go for Leo and talk, talk to him and talk to him and he's staying and saying, look, I've watched you. I've watched DVDs of you playing in that. You'll have a chance for me if you stick at Celtic next year. You'll get game time with Celtic under me. But a lot of them know it's been too late. But Mark, I'd like to, I'd like to see, and as well keep to his word, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Like the thing that excited me most about him, Mark, of his interviews, that he said that he's a big believer in youth systems. He he likes to get the youths involved in the first team, and I'd like to see. I I would like him to go back in his word, Mark, and no. not give the youth a chance. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he will. I don't. I think that's. Kind of one of his main stipulation kind of things, kind of one of his main concerns. He kind of always looks to youth and help, help the club kind of progress even behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. no point in producing good young players if they're not getting games. Mm-hmm. And the big breakdown too, Mark, is uh, we're moving on to the coach teams next, and this is actually relevant to that. For years, not like we we saw this year how uh, in the Euros for Scotland how benefit Celtic's youth academy is for um, for uh, Scotland. But we we have a, a, some Callum McGregor in there with James Forrest in there. I know we didn't have Ryan Christie and Tornelius, but the young Celtic players and they're still in there. But Mark, we like you, we see the benefit for Scottish football that why it is important to have a resolved league or. Some, some sort of league and maybe some are for it some are against it but we'll have to wait and see to make any judgment when it gets started on the, the 17th of July is the, the Colts League so we actually have a bit of information like we said last podcast if we have a bit of information on it we talk about it Celtic must have been listening to the podcast because the next day they came out with information so at the moment it's Tommy McIntyre uh, the Celtic under 18s uh, manager is actually preparing uh, a list of players to play in Celtic's core teams in the lower nine next season. So at the moment we have Tom Tommy Macto who is acting head coach at the moment. He may be the manager. We don't know. Uh, after that, uh, Steve McManus is going to be leaving his role as in Tom first team coach supposedly, and he's going to be moving down as an assistant. George McCluskey uh, will also come first team coach. The goalkeeping coach will be Tom uh, Tom Mackay, who is also part of the under 19s goalkeeping coach, but he will be stepping up up into this role. Um, they're going to be playing their fixtures at uh, the Penny Carroll Stadium, where AG play their home games. JFP will get him out to cover their games. That's his, that's his territory. Perfect. So, you JFP's don't do the watch long. Be prepared for 
inflating half the course team young lads if they make a mistake. So we'll have to look forward to that. But the 17th of July mark is uh, is it Bonnie Bonnie Reed Rose is, is is their first game. I don't know nothing about this league that they play in. I presume it's the same kind of. Is it the same league that Barry Fox in used to the managing mark? Is that the same league that? I think it is the same. It's the same level anyway, Paul. Yeah. So. Same league, but it's like, just fars against the saw, right? So I'm looking at the fars. The fars is that look, these young lads are getting game time, which they didn't have. Uh, they won't be able to break into the first team that season while they are playing the courts league. Mark, they can't be called up to the first team, right? Because if they're called up to the first team, and if they play one game in the first team, they can't play in the courts league. Then well, next chance for so. It's going to be a separate club. That's yes. the rules it's falling into. That's, that's, yeah. Seattle, so, that's a good they have, they have all your... If you look at the list, no, Mark, I think with Twitchy, we have our own physios there. We uh, They have their own fitness coaches there. You know, they have their own kind of dietitians there. So it's separate. So at the moment, it's Tom, Tommy McTay that he's setting it up, but he's currently still, Mark, as well, do Celtic on the 18, on the 19s uh, team. So we don't know if he's going to be the manager of the course team next season, or is this going to be his backroom staff to list like But that's what is up on the the course uh, website moment. Do, uh, do we even know? What did you say? To go back to rewind a wee bit. What were you saying there about Tommy Martin Tyre? He's uh, he's currently. Doing up the list of players from the on the 18s and 19s who will be playing in the Colts League. So he's preparing the players. He's doing up the list. So at at the moment, yes. So at the moment, he's looking after them. But he's 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 setting up. Do we say the foundations mark of the players who are going to play in the Colts League? So he's bringing up those players. So it's going to be mostly, I think, maybe on the 18s, on the 19s, and maybe. A I don't. See, really, when you think about it, even on the, the official website, there, well, who's going to play? Oh, there's, 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 if you look up in the, the Youth Academy, like, it, it only goes down to kind of under 19s or maybe 8. And there's, there's not many. Like, you expect, Mark, a list of players to be there, really. But my worry is that if there, if it's going to drop down farther, another 17s coming in there, another 16s coming in, John Calls team. Kids can't be playing against men. Guys playing against 30 year old big. No, you can't, Mark. You know, because I saw it, Mark. I saw uh, when I was playing soccer here, and young lads were coming into to to, to this league. And, I was, and this league was for for men, Mark, who like myself, who fucking couldn't get along the pitch anymore. But uh, it's, it's no place for kids, Mark. No, it's no place. Yeah. No, you know, like it's like, it's like putting Dumbelly up against Razor Ruddock. Yes. Young Dumbelly, young Dumbelly, I'm talking about. It's like putting him up against somebody the size of Razor Ruddock. Like my only concern is Mark. Like, like there will be hard tackles and and late tackles, Mark, because they want to keep up with these young lads. And I see it like you know, so. This could all change, Mark. Like the squad has to be announced by, I think the. Maybe the start of July, the kind of squad. So that's why Tom McIntyre is doing up the the list of players at the moment. That could change, 
but the backroom staff could be changed. Like we heard not at the moment, Mark, who is going to be the manager. So that's why myself and we decided that we look into it, see who's actually there. So at the moment, our under-19 uh, coaching staff, like these are all coaches, Mark, from the under-19s who are actually preparing the squad to step up to the core team. Now, they, they might decide, Mark, will they bring in their own management team? Probably don't know. You know? They're not the coach, remember. It's the second team. Mm. Don't know where that came from. I wasn't too impressed when I read the Bergen Colts. When I hear the Celtic B team, Mark, it's like you're not good enough to be in the first team, but you can play in the B team, isn't this? Uh, like the Barcelona B team and the Barcelona B team, isn't it? I think of that. I think of that Mike Bassett, England manager. And <laughs> a bit in the airport when the Republic's walking through and the other the England B team coming. <laughs> so we have. Finally, Mark, at least we know the fixtures. They'll be starting off the, the 17th of July, just the match before Mickey sets sail with his um, match on the, the AC with the lads on the forum for his NHS. So we'll have a kind of a, a busy weekend, I think, Mark, for, for podcast on on that weekend. And it'd be interesting, Mark. Like, we can't judge the court leagues at the moment, Mark, until we see it. You know, and we, I'll see what way it goes. It's a bit of a, a kind of unknown territory for for everybody into nobody's. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, see if there'll be the, the gates and the attendances will go up in these kind of, especially when the Celtic Rangers are playing, do you know what I mean? And maybe next summer, these lower teams, the President of the Highland League or the lower league or whatever it's called, I think they'll look at it and see that this could be a, a good thing financially for them and it may be progress and do you know what I mean I think you could yeah. go and think but Mark but, 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 we, but, but we do talk about that there in the, in the last podcast right and we were saying we say if it does work right it does work and Celtic and Rangers actually they make the lower line leads more more watchable and more fans start going out watching them and maybe these lower clubs would actually get some ticket sales and stuff like that right you know but my problem is then right if Aberdeen, uh, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Dundee United, if they want to send up their own Colts teams, you can't have Paul, a loan and a league like full of, of teams. Paul, as I said, that, and we spoke about that. See if we I'm, have to set up a, a different league map. That's exactly how to set up a Colts league or a reserve league or whatever you want to call it for these other teams are all a sudden seen, oh, this is a good idea. Because it's not just a problem for Celtic, Mark. It's a problem, too, that for Aberdeen and other Scottish clubs, Mark, that there's no resolve league. And and that just seems unthinkable now, Mark, the way modern football is. And I, I don't... Because it, it's not just because of COVID, Mark. There, there, there was no resolve league before COVID as well. Nothing to do with COVID. It was done to... To be honest, I don't know where it was done to. Why they decided to do away with the reserve league? And, mm-hmm. You know, if other teams are, well, if Celtic Rangers are going to be doing that, we might look into that. Well, why did you vote to stop this kind of league before? Exactly. To start a Premier League, Colts League. And if, even if I, I mean, if there's not enough teams in the Premier League want to do it, invite the kind of bigger teams for the, the Championship up. And just yes. kind of mix them. I make a yeah, mix them. Holland. Yeah, mix them, Mark. Mix them between the, 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 the three leagues back, make some 
Aki's have been relegated. They're, they're relying on producing their young players year after year and selling them on and making money, that kind of thing. So, obviously, they would be interested in a, a competitive league for their young players to be playing in. Cause Maybe. Don't they play competitive games? They're never pointing being 18 or 19 year old and playing the kind of game that's just getting like a friendly. Do you get what I mean? They're not mm-hmm. physicality to it, not tenacity in the tackles or nothing, because you're never going to toughen up or learn. No. Learning these type of games. No, and there's, there's, there's strict rules with like, like it's, you only left um, five under 21 players, Mark. You know what I mean? So you're restricted to what age group you can have down there. Do you know what I mean? You can't put down injured players there to get match fitness. You know, you can't put down first team players. You know, it's really amateur players, Mark, within your books that can that can be down there. And we said that the other night as well. Bring us like a a coast league and no no they don't want to get full reserve league. A coast league that you allowed so many over twenty one players to bring. It's not Exactly. I don't know if they've no, even make a rule they've maybe not played the, the last four games have been named in the first team squad for the last four games so that it is people that are getting an injury or, yes Mark they're keeping up their fitness Mark and they're keeping up their teams like yeah exactly no doing it to kind of gain an advantage against other kids they're just using it to help the first team players get their fitness back but put a limit on it I mean mm-hmm. we can come up with this and talk with the internet Paul it shows you the brains of people that are actually Running Scottish football, do you know what I mean? It's there's no, there's no forward thinking whatsoever. No. Not just at Celtic, Paul, across Scottish football. Across Scottish football, Mark, you seem to be decades behind Europe in terms of how how the Scottish football is played. You know, and I think you can see it like that. Croatia, you know, Croatia, Croatia's, I don't know, fan, but. Croatia's are roughly the same size as Scotland, population-wise and that, etc. Roughly, do you know what I mean? Look how well they're doing at football. Exactly. They're, they're progressing every time you kind of see it. Although their, their team's getting a bit older than that, but they've progressed. I see every tournament for... I, I mean, I there's, always a new, there's always a new one or two players, Mark, in between the squad. There's always young... I can remember when Croatia didn't exist. Do you get what I mean? And then all of a sudden Croatia became a, this independent country and then all these players started coming out and it built up and built up and a couple of years ago they got to the World Cup final. Should make a prime example as well as Iceland. Do you know, Iceland, like starting their the youth system from grassroots. Do you know what I mean? Qualified for the World Cup, qualified or they didn't qualify this year, but that's a prime example, Mark, that if you get your house in order within, within your FA, you're going to reap the rewards in your international football, Mark, and, you know, it's it's just unthinkable. And it's the same problem here, Mark, in in Ireland as well. Our, our grassroots is just non-existent. Like, you know, it, it's really, it's really suffering. And the League of Ireland is suffering as well because of it, because it's, young players just don't want to play, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It's just, he says no players want to play, Paul. Do you know what I think it is? It's, there's, there isn't any money to be made at it. People don't want to spend money on it. Mm-hmm. Football's money driven now. As exactly. People, you've, these places like Scotland, they've got, they've got to some, they've got to come a point that people in Scotland 
uh, people that are running the football. I mean, I don't mean just us kind of people. But they've got to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and look at the kind of things they've done in Holland for the 60s and 70s. You get mm-hmm. it? Smaller countries like that there, we're, we're talking about Croatia. But what are they doing different for us? What's these Scandinavian teams doing different for us? Exactly. Exactly. Should we be watching the kind of the countries that are on kind of level power with you, Mark, and kind of see what they're doing? And every, every few years, some somebody gets rocked up at the SFA that's got to transform Scottish football for grassroots somewhere. But it never happens because nobody's got the conviction to do anything. And nobody, it costs a lot of money as well. And nobody seems to be interested in putting the money into mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Until it's rectified, Mark. Like, we can go on talking about it, Mark, but there's no point in fans no. who can see this clearly when the lads up the top of the ladder don't see it, Mark, or they do see it, Mark, or just don't want to put the money into it. It's, but that's exactly how They don't want to put the money into it because there isn't a lot of money in Scottish football, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But it's, is it no worth investing $10 million to know? But Mark, it's like this, Mark. If, you're, if, if your international team, Mark, is performing well, Mark, exactly. you're going to get more people watching watching you. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of fans like myself are actually cheering on Scotland this year. When the previous years, I I wouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? I, Ireland would have been in, but last couple of years I had to support someone because Ireland haven't been in it. So, but the more the more you play in competitions, Mark, the more your leagues get noticed as well. Do you know? Ah, and, well, the more you in competitions, the more money you get. The SFL earn for these competitions. And mm-hmm. they're begin, as I said, getting put into some kind of long-term plan. But a realistic one, I know somebody like Malky Mackay coming in with crazy paint dreams and stuff. Look at the, the way other countries operate and adopt their kind of thing. But you need to put money up front and then kind of, you need to write it off for mm-hmm. maybe five years, it might be ten years. Mm-hmm. All these other countries have done, Holland have done it, even Germany have done it, Italy done it. All, all these, I know they're a lot bigger countries than us, but we've all went through sticky patches at all levels. And it exactly. culminates in, in World Cups and European Championships when they don't do well, and they look at things and they kind of reboot. Look at when Germany kind of rebooted the Bundesliga, the difference it made across German football. Exactly. Scotland's never, ever done that. You know, exactly. So, uh, that's a, a bit of a, a, a bit of a light if, if, information. Right. Yeah, a bit of rant from Mark and the Quads League. But, look, we have information uh, when we hear about the squad or if they, if they do hire your manager to, to manage this court League, or is it going to be Tommy McIntyre? At this moment in time, we'll go with the fact, Mark, that Tommy McIntyre is down and that's the squad that's looking after the squad at the moment. So we'll stick with that. If it changes, we'll we'll discuss that. So uh, is Dominic Mackay finally trying to repair the disconnect between fans and the board? Celtic supporters who have the Celtic pass will be able to watch the, the cold games and the women's league games on Celtic TV next season, yeah. providing they don't clash with first-team games already scheduled to see TV. Is that a benefit to anyone, Mark, really, that like the, the, the women's league and the, the Colts team are 
to anyone who who has a Celtic pass, like, would you be happy with getting this extra added value that Celtic called it today that is going to be added on to the the Celtic pass? I don't think anybody will be doing that feels like that, Paul. To be honest, I mean, what would you watch? I would watch coach game. Coach game, yes, just to see the the young players, man. Because you said when it's like that when you were a young lad or any long lad, just because it's Celtic in town, seeing these young players who who, who maybe be turn out to be stars of the future, like. I'd be very interested to to watch the the Colts League next season just to see Mark who, who these young players are and, and see for myself if they're good enough or if they're not good enough. Feel, feel, you know, feel, well, they're playing up at Airdrie's ground. But see if the Colts are going to be playing at Hamilton Aki's. Mm-hmm. Probably arrange at least ten people. I know that would go. And a few of them would take a couple of them in that. Do you know what I mean? At least yes. People would do that. Cause and as a young lad, Mark, you'll be, you'll be delighted, Mark. That's just what I'm saying. It's still take to them. If you're, if you're five or six year old now, you don't really care who... Do you know what I mean? It's still Celtic. You're down there to watch. Whereas me and my pals would be like, we're watching, the, like, hopefully the next generation. Generation, but, yeah, exactly. But to their kids and that, it's still, you're still watching Celtic. So I would, I'd rather watch the Colts and watch the women. That's a... I don't, mm-hmm. uh, nah, women's football's just, it's not my bag, it's not my cup of tea. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think if uh, Barry Ford's watched a match for us, he actually watched a full-length match for us, Mark, remember, we, we told him we were going to talk about the Women's League, and me and you didn't watch the match, <laughs> and he watched the whole match, he said. <laughs> me and you were watching something else we didn't even bother watching it that's so bad Emma, that's so bad I watched, watched Emmerdale Omnibus <laughs> we even Jesus like we didn't even watch, and we didn't expect Barry to watch it later but Barry actually talked about and watched it so talking about watching stuff uh, live at 1pm tomorrow on Celtic TV's YouTube channel live uh, we will be able to see Ange and Dominic McCoy live together for their first interview uh, Dominic decided to release this live for free on Celtic YouTube's uh, channel as COVID restrictions are still in effect and he didn't want fans to gather unnecessarily outside the stadium tomorrow. So, Mark, at least two of them are going to be together tomorrow talking. Uh, are, are you expecting much? Or are you expecting maybe the same as Dominic? Because you interviewed that or we were delighted to have him here. This is the peak I'm just delighted to have him here. I expect anything more detail, Mark Player. Is it, is it a press conference? Is it in front of the media? In front of the media. Uh, Celtic Star were invited. There's few the media were invited. I think there'll be some. I think there'll be some questions asked that we, we would like answers to, Paul. Mm-hmm. If, as the media. If it's Celtic, if it's a Celtic TV thing again, I think it will just be another be kind of. No, it's, it's they're meeting the media. Well, it's going to it's, it's only going to be uh, broadcast live on Celtic TV's news channel. Do you know, so so so, so fans can watch it. Like so, I think this is going to be maybe the first real interview mark that we can see, and maybe the media will ask the questions that the fans want to hear. That we want to hear is Kendi and Strachan going to be there? 
whilst there's doing no signings. Does uh, that happen tomorrow, Max? Think? But I, uh, will they be told what questions they can ask? No, but just uh, why? This time is Gavin Stratton. I just honestly can't. Really, Stratton over so Kennedy. I think most people are worried about Kennedy. What's Kennedy's role going to be? Is he going to be in the first team, Mac, or is Ange going to be left bringing his own first team, or is Kennedy going to be his assistant? And because I can't see what Strachan did well, because you said the other day, Mark, that Strachan is supposed to be a steady at, 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 at looking at analysing stuff, do you know what I mean? And thing like, and I mean, working with a manager, Mark, who's not even, interested in analysing stuff, Mark, you're not going to be able to do your job, are you? Even at that, under New Lennon, he was, he was third in command. To get, mm. Basically, that's how, in a kind of pecking order, it was Lennon, Kennedy, and then Strachan. I mean, he's, he's probably doing with Kennedy. Neil Lennon's been telling uh, Kennedy what to do, and Kennedy will be telling Strang what to do. You see, I don't know, I mean, I'm not, I, I just don't understand, I can understand why people, even myself, as I said earlier, why Kennedy didn't change things and try and stamp his own authority in the team when he gets a chance. But I, don't, I just don't know why Strang gets, gets the grief that he seems to get. And yet Damien Duff, it's, I, I don't know, I mean, Damien Duff is, probably the next best coach to Marino in the world or something at the time when he was here. Mm-hmm. But, like, what, what, exactly, so what you said there, right? what title so is Gavin? Is he first team coach, Mark? Or is he at Celtics? And, like, what title did he give him? But he is, he's a first team coach. Mm-hmm. So he be, so does, does he be conducting training sessions, so Mark, under what Kennedy's tending to do and what Lennon's tending to do. So he's striking then would... It would be Len- Lennon would pass on to Kennedy. Pro- well, I'm saying Kennedy, but Strang would probably in the room, but that's just Kennedy's semantics. But Kennedy would pass... Any manager passes training for drills, etc., and that on to his, uh, his coaches and the majority of them. Yeah, but they could only do, do Mark, what Lennon's tending them to that's do. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, and like, I know Kendi is getting a lot of stick and he, he's getting a lot of stick into form, but we're going to keep away from the form tonight. But like, what I was saying, like, Kennedy is supposed to be a good coach. We, we give him that, right? He's supposed to be a coach, like, Lennon Rogers praised him and thing, but whatever happened, we didn't see that last season. That, that's what we're basing on last season, right? We didn't see a, a good coach in Kennedy, Mark, when he took over the first team. We didn't see that. That's, that's what you said earlier on, Paul. That's the only thing that really that hard against Kennedy. Yeah. He didn't grasp the nettle. He didn't. So maybe Kennedy's actually a good coach, Mark, but not a manager. Do you get me? Sometimes you could be a good coach, Mark, and you might, like it's happened with a lot of assistants oh, as well, Mark. There's, there's assistants. There's a lot of people like that, Paul, that are good coaches and no good managers. I mean, look at Liam Brady. Mm-hmm. Brady, I mean, Liam Brady. Best goal talent, Mark, best underage manager for for Arsenal for years. Donkey's years he worked with Arsenal. Do you get what mm-hmm. I can remember. I mean, Celtic played some really nice football. Do you know he spotted? Do you know he spotted um, Glenn Kamara, Rangers. Oh, didn't he? He spotted him and he signed him. He signed him when he was um, a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Liam Brady spotted him. He ran just yeah. academy or whatever it was, he was, his job title was, but he'd done that for years. And back in the years, Mark, Arsenal were producing some 
some good players on under Lean Brave did some young players coming off through their books, didn't they? Definitely. You know, and there is a, some. I mean, it's like. Uh, I mean, you can list them off, mind that. Carlos Quires, him that mm-hmm. Alex Ferguson brought in at Man United. Mm-hmm. He never, he never made as a manager either, Mark. Yeah. But and you know, and that's what that see that was what Alex Ferguson used to do. He used to bring in. He used to bring in people that understood football better than him. Because Alex Ferguson was there at any kind of tactical. See, that's the best thing about Fox and what this. Aye. He knew that he couldn't compete in Europe with his, but he brought in Kravis that time, Mark, who was a manager who, who could manage. That's what he said himself, that he brought in managers who were able to adjust to the modern game and he lent off them there for his ideas. But, that's what good managers should be. That's what good managers should, should, should do. Like, so, like, I, to, to, to see if you get Kenny's getting stick based on last season, and right. for me, Mark, it's rightly right. so. Oh, right not. so, because, Mark, his management he never proved not to change anything, Paul. Yes, exactly. He never tried to change anything. He never, even the tactics, substitutions, everything, it was just, it could have just been as well as Lennon standing in the dugout. I don't know where he went, he's in way, he tried changing things up, a couple of reserves in at times, even just freshen the team up a bit, get sorrow in the team, but he never done anything different for Lennon, and that really is the only thing I hold against Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if he is going to be Mark, part, like a lot of people say, you can't do a rebuild with John Kennedy, like, and I said it numerous times, Mark, and, you, and I think you'll start to come along to it now as well, that Kendi will be here. And I think he will be assistant. But, like, like he could be a totally different coach again under a passing-minded manager, an attacking-minded manager, a manager who who knows what way he wants his team to play, play Mark, and he knows what players he wants to, to play. Could we see a different Kendi maybe we saw under Rodgers again? I, I don't see why, no. I no. I, again, it comes down to who's directing Kennedy. That's it. That, that's I think. Like I think that maybe if if he's if he's long enough and Mark, if if it's Ange that's going to be directing Kennedy, that maybe Kennedy will actually come out of this rush. I would say that we were in under Lenin and how that the backroom staff just. I mean, apart, really, Mark Underland did this. Before Paul, you look at even the body language between. Yes, between them, there was no, there was nothing there, and I think Mark, that's what pissed me off and pissed you off about Kennedy that he did the exact same thing that Lennon was doing. Do you know what I mean? There was no change. That's what. That was that's really- what I can't forget, Mark. Do you know what I mean? That's what thing. Like so, hopefully, look, if he is, we don't know. Maybe, maybe Ad does want to bring his own backroom staff, Mark, but. It's kind of cutting the tight, really, Mark, isn't it? Between get things prepared for the chap seeing if they're going to come in from Japan, if he's bringing in staff there. it's They're going to have to quarantine for 10 days. They're going to miss practically pre-season training down in Wales, Mark, if they come in by the time we get that deed done, Mark, as well, like, isn't this? You know, so... Is it really, really that important, Paul? It's not, Mark. Do you no, know, to me, to me co- it's not, Mark. Really not, speaking about coaches, so what if it does? You know what I mean? I think, uh, I think, I think a manager, Mark. If you're a good manager, you should be able to 
throw your ideas at to what Pat Roussaf is there. Like some people are expecting a huge overhaul in the back. Some pe- people are, are questioning Stevie Wood. They're questioning Strachan. They're questioning uh, Kennedy. Like everyone wants a whole different backroom staff. You can't afford that, Mark. I mean, that's one, you're going to have to pay them off out of their contracts, realistically, Mark, wouldn't you? Uh, if you're paying people off, you need to pay their contract up. Any money we have, Mark, we want it invested in new players. You know, we, we don't want it invested in bringing in half a new coaching team. Like, if he wants to bring in an assistant, Mark, fair enough, you bring in an assistant. But you don't have to replace all the old coaches, Mark. No, especially when you've got... I mean, Stevie Wood. Stevie Wood is one of the best goalkeeping coaches in, in Britain, if not Europe. And he's in the Scotland... See, I can understand that. If you're a goalkeeping coach, is a bit, bit of a specialist subject, kind of a specialist area, but it's just uh, the thing with Celtic, you know, is that it's just everybody. We don't know, Mark, if, if it's Stevie Wood that said, look, we need a new keeper this year. These lads aren't good enough. Maybe it's, we don't know, Mark, if it's actually. Stevie Woods has actually said that to the board. Stevie Woods was, uh, was champion and signing Barkas. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we hold that against Stevie Wood after what he's done with Fraser Forster, what he's done with other keepers? Do you get what I mean? Exactly, like that's why Mark is... Like, Barkas doesn't make Stevie Woods a bad goalkeeping coach. Do you get what I mean? No, when maybe it may be down to Barkas, Mark, that he, some players, Mark, just can't uh, adjust to... A new way of doing things, isn't this? Well, just we've saw the videos of Barkas, Stevie. Yeah. Stevie would watch them for a year. Yeah. So he was watch basically watching live the games that we saw the highlights in that. Eh? So you mm-hmm. can't fault Stevie Wood for saying. Going on what he's seen, like yeah, exactly. It's going on what he's seen in front of him, and if you're seeing. But what we saw, Matthew, you'd say Barkas is a good keeper, wouldn't you? But if we're going to start blaming the likes of Gavin Stratton, and, do you get what I mean? Going into that kind of level of blame, well, why no bring Stevie Woods into it? Exactly. Do you get what I mean? I mean, Gavin, really, what kind of power did Gavin Stratton have against Neil Lennon? I, 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 I won't take Matthew with a non. I think Lee Lennon was a type of manager, Mark. Uh, and, and he was so... Uh, stuck up in his way that it was it was his way or no way. I mean, we all, you know I mean? We know how technical that football is now with all these, these, these gadgets. And I don't think Lennon was that type of manager like that moved on with the times of football and all, technology is now. I mean, you I know? don't know Gavin Stratton with his laptop and his tablet and that, but that was his job. That was his job. Data analysis. and You see other managers, Paul, all the modern think managers, they all look at these kind of stats and decide how to change the game. So Gavin Strang was only showing Neil Lennon what the computer was telling him was going wrong. So it's up to Lennon to make a decision on how to change that. Mm-hmm. Like I agree with Terence here, we said a lot, Mark, Terence has said uh, maybe Barkhouse not being stuck in a hotel now and having some freedom around the city, meeting up with Celtic players kind of outside the club, Mark. I said that. With helping, yeah, and like, like the club used to always kind of players used to open have a game of golf That's what I'm together, Mark. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all about gatherings, Mark. Like 
having the sauce like Tomer, you know what I mean? Back in the old days, it was like teams that drink together. Do you know what I mean? I went out for a bevy session and team bonding and that. No, it's mere, as you said, dear Paul, a game of golf and things like that. And they've not been able to do that. So that's, to me, I, I think that's affected Barca's just not mm-hmm. able to mix and get to know people. <coughs> like, there's a few discussions here. I know anything like um, Bobby is saying, I think at least Big Ange could have expected was picking his own. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. It's been so quiet at Celtic at the moment. We don't know if if Ange is being let pick his own backroom staff. All right? All right? So, uh, uh, maybe... Whoa. All right? And maybe, Mark, considering his, we say, lack of management in Europe, maybe he wants to keep Kennedy around in some formation. Maybe he wants to bring in maybe one coach with him that he can lean on. Well, and maybe we have Kennedy no, well, in there as well, Mark, with the Scottish football. Well, we're going on about their pecking order, the coaching, the assistant. Because mm-hmm. they're two assistants, don't Mark. Well, maybe, I see someone. Well, maybe he'll bring, bring in his own, his own assistant. John Kennedy will slip into third place and Gavin Strang will be in the background doing the data analysis, which would that... And I think, Mark, and I think being... Uh, I, I, I would I would think that the, the J-League is, is more up-to-date in technology considering Japan, Mark, and how far advanced they are with technology that... Says with the slopes, stops lagging John Kennedy. David, uh, why is she a fan of John Kennedy, is she? Friends with his mum. Well, she can ask him. So, if he's staying, give us some information, Jack. <laughs> but, Mark, that's like I said, like, I think Andrew would be beaking to uh, the data as well and, and say, and, like, like, I don't think, like, if you're if you're doing all that data, Mark, like, I, I think maybe at some point, maybe, uh, maybe Gav Strachan might have said that maybe Cal McGregor's not fucking fit going by this data there. He's fitness levels have gone down. I think Lennon totally just ignored these data, and that's why Kendi, uh, not Kendi, sorry, Strachan didn't have his laptop near the end of the season that Kendi, uh, John uh, Neil Lennon was just wasn't interested in this. Maybe that McAfee in security. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, they could, maybe he had the password and he wasn't kidding. That's why he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. So... He's at it again, lads. Uh, former Celtic coach Neil Lennon just can't stop blaming everyone else for his failures last season. Next in the fine line again is uh, Lee Griffiths. After Lee Griffiths slated his former manager saying he was fit and that uh, he was playing seven games in a row and that he had a bad 45 minutes against St Mirren that was held against him and that he was banished from the first team again. Lee Griffiths' impression was that if you're fit enough for the bench, you're fit enough for the pit, for the play. The play. Uh, Lee Lenhead came back hitting guns again, saying that he was a, a stone over race. He he wasn't fit enough the last 45 minutes. I think my thing here now, Mark, is that if Lee Lennon can't prove us with the facts, it's time to move on from last season. It's time to move on from the club. Either Put it up, Mark, or basically shut up. It's, it's about time now for Lee Lennon, isn't it? Oh, he's just trying to keep himself relevant now, Paul. That's mm-hmm. all Lennon's doing. It's, it's becoming a bit of a war of words between him and Griffiths. Like, Mark, he's going to... Like, 
carnage. Like he calls these uh, a new breed of supporters, right? But his name's not his name's not just going to be tarnished by these new breeds. Like the likes of me, you no know, Mark is actually getting a bit fed up of of Neil Lennon in this. You know, like this all this crap again. Like what is New Lennon, Paul? Not never mm-hmm. New Lennon's fault. And then he had the cheek to bring up deflection and things like that when he was talking about Griffison. Mm-hmm. Why not? See if, see if he's got anything to say. Come out and tell us exactly the truth. See when he came out after the fan. Yeah. Remember these uh, the uh, uh, circumstances, Mark, he said. Remember these, yeah. Come out and say, why are they there? He's too busy trying to be... He's always done it. Too busy trying to be a smart-ass. Mm-hmm. Cheeky comments and just innuendo and things like that. If you've got something to say... No, what it is, he signed, he'll, be, he'll have signed a non-disclosure agreement with Celtic. So now he needs to watch what he's saying. And he's trying to get all the things that he can say, Mark. And all these wee snidey digs. So basically he's keeping his mouth shut for money. That's basically what he's doing. So it's, it's uh, just... Uh, just As I said to you today, Mark, I said, I'm getting sick of going on looking for Celtic transfers, looking for Celtic news without this popping up every single time coming up. Even it's on BBC, he's on, he's on uh, all your channels here, RTE and TV3. He's saying about time. Yes. Podcast here and there. And yeah. I keep it. I don't know whether he's just trying to maximise his kind of earning potential as a pundit going forward, or whether he's actually. But do you know what I just thought was. Uh, what what I just thought was brilliant, right? When he was saying there on a, a BBC podcast there not so long ago, he was on about uh, the boy trip and uh, former Crystal Palace chairman uh, the father Parish came out and Neil Lennon was saying like, oh, we got government uh, guidelines to go. They didn't say nothing about this. They didn't say nothing about that. Uh, it was a good idea at the time. And and, and Crystal Palace there chairman, what in this world? Do you think that that was a good time to go to Dubai? No, I don't. No. Totally wrong decision, Mark. No, I don't agree with you, Paul. You know? I no, but I'm saying what this fellow Steve Parrish said to him. You know, this fellow uh, Steve Parrish came out and, and, and slated him, like saying, like, we're in the middle of a COVID pandemic, but then Neil fired back then and said, look, the beaters have got the pictures that they were getting. We just arrived to the hotel, we just sat down for a pint in the lounges, and that's what the media got. But even at that, Paul, what does it matter? They were on a bubble. Mm-hmm. They were all, they'd all sat in an aeroplane together to get there. So what difference does it make if you're sitting next to somebody in an aeroplane or sitting next to them next to a pool? But then you're going on about uh, the double standards in Denmark, aren't you, about, about the, the Scottish FA, like kind of Gilmore getting caught with COVID and there's a clear picture of freaking... Steve Clark hugging him, but there was no kind of social distance plans there then. Either Mark was there, but by, by, by the Scotch FA was there, you know. But this case like one rule for one and so that's another rule for another. Thing with Billy Gilmer. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I honestly don't understand that, Paul. I don't come come down to. NHS rules in England are different to NHS rules in Scotland. That's what the Scottish FA came out and said. Yeah. That's see why. Him standing talking to two England players in the tunnel for 20 or 25 minutes is any different to be running about in a football park in contact with another 20 exactly. people. I don't, I, I don't understand that. Okay. Oh, it could be 
what what Roy Keane said while you're talking to a rival 25 minutes after the game fuck <laughs> I don't even talk to my wife that long <laughs> I mean you just he just he comes up with Mark like I just unbelievable like but like we should get Roy Keane and his head a PR Oh man, I could imagine the stuff coming out by. I, I'd be, I'd be watching Celtic PR thing. I'd be subscribed to every single site he's on. I say, Mark, the things he, he, he's actually a brilliant pundit. Like the things he comes up, we made a love him. I hate him, and I love him as a pundit, Mark. The things he comes, there's no, I love him, no, man. I love him as another human being. Yeah, Mark. So there's not it's man ever he walk the earth. You know, like he won't, He doesn't care even if he's on ITV. He say what he thinks of England on that day, you know. And ITV, I know, certainly don't like us, you know. It's, it's one of the best pundits on the telly by a mile, just because it just says what he thinks. And that's exactly. Pundit, seriously, pander to your audience when you've got your Chris Boyd's, Andy Walkers, and people like that. But he'd be a great show, like for the. Maybe we're talking about. Sky Sports like updating their their commentary on on the thing like Roy Keane would be a bit like brilliant on the thing, wouldn't they? That would be a sub that but that would be Sky Sports showing that kind of interest in Scottish football. Yeah, you know, even though Mark I'm watching and and I said it to you like and um, I said it to uh, to Terence as well on on Discord like and Terence probably saw him as well because being a cock is Damien Duff and RTE Mark. Slate's England. You know what I mean? Slate's range is on us. You're not going to go and sky your ITV or that day, no. You know, but, like, and you're watching him, like, and you can actually see how much of a miss Damien Dove is to set the coaching set up, Mark. Like, the way, the way he says things, Mark, about teams, and I, I, the knowledge he has about football, Mark, like, Damien Dove was a, was a beat loss to Celtic, like, last season. Like, and, and I don't think it's fair, as you said, to why compare Strachan to, to Damien Duff. So why, it's not fair. Why was he no snapped up before that? I've been snapped up after that, Paul. Uh, before, a good pundit doesn't make you a good manager or vice well, versa. He came out, they, they asked him on uh, on the team before the English game when Scotland were playing England and the Farah Dar Maloney asked him about um, the England uh, video that was shown. Remember they showed that video about the Celtic history about our bloody Sunday and all stuff like that. And he turned on to Dar and look, are you, are you going to go on about that again? You know, it was done. It was done. I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's part of our history. It's part of an Irishman. And he says, England going about... Wars, you know, so I don't see yeah, what that like, I didn't see, but I'm uh, I, I, and I, I don't know, Terence can, can, can back me up. That, that was one of the reasons, Mark, he left the Irish setup, I think, was. because he wasn't happy no. that players complained to him about he, this bit. Like, he was getting kind of a partial blame, yet. yeah, and Do you know, he said, no, I'm not having that. So, like, Mark, I know, like, there's this granny rule, like that. English players would swap over, but there was no issues with this kind of stuff when the likes of Paul McGrath were here, like Ray Houghton came over, Ronnie Whelan came over from Scotland, do you know, like there was, and uh, Andy Towson came over from, from England and stuff like that. Well, they built into the Irish history, do you know what I mean? 
Look, you know, French team. Yes. Many French teams, many France, the great France teams over the years have been like for Algerian, or actually Algerian descent and things like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. See if that's the rules. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with that. There's just playing the rules. As long as you're following the rules at the, the time, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I just show a terms of Mark. Like it's all history. It's events that happened. And if that's not going to get you psyched up to beat your main rival, Mark. No, it's just. England's always. I mean, look at this Kerry under. You know. Without getting too political, this carry on about some song they're meant to be singing in the schools tomorrow. Jesus. One nation, one Britain, but this well, schools in Scotland are on holiday now, so they're not going to be singing it. It's just, there's no difference if, between the way England is a nation. And yeah, but I bet you do, Mark, if, 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 um, if, uh, if they put a ban onto these orange order marches in Scotland and, and Northern Ireland, they'd be fucking uproar then, like, wouldn't they? You know? Say that again, Paul. I said if they put a ban onto these marches being being held, these orange marches in, in July, uh, going down fucking Catholic streets and stuff like that, they'd be, they'd be holy water banned on Mark, wouldn't they? You know? That definitely, just, well, worth time people learning, that's okay outdated now Paul do you know what I mean but every country's it's all people still stuck in the old ways really Mark and it's like some like the new the new generation oh Mark is is speak against all this stuff is speak against racism is speak against gay rights and do you know what I mean but it's it's the old generation Mark that, that against gay rights Paul it's for gay rights oh that's right sorry it's like for <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's me stuck in the back ages <laughs> But Mark, like, the times have moved on, but there's a certain generation that refused to move on. Like, like that fella there that was on, I know, I know we're going off topic now and I'll get back to the, the part, that fella who was booing uh, the knee thing there all over YouTube there last week when he was taking deed. Like, he should be ashamed of himself. Do, do something like that, Mark. There's always a day it's like that, Paul. See, when it really, it's like, even Celtic Park, you meet you, you meet the odd idiot in certain games, so, something's happening or a, some arsehole full of the drink that makes a pure idiot of herself. Things like that happen. Mm-hmm. It's, see, as long as it's a minority, eventually the majority will take, you, take over. Exactly. It's stupidness, that's all it is. Just, just let people, see if, if you want to live your life like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, just go on with it and leave everybody else alone. That's yeah. basically the way you should live your life. Exactly. Uh, getting back to the podcast, Max, so, like, it's about time now, like, Nelland, we have a new manager, the players that, who you slated, might be moving on, we're going to have new players in, I certainly don't want to be hearing Neil Lennon next season, Max, still going on about what happened in fucking Dubai, what happened behind the scenes of Celtic, like, it's about time now, uh, and especially for Lee Griffiths too, Mark. If Lee Griffiths wants to own a contract next season, Lee Griffiths now should turn his head and actually not get involved in this stuff and concentrate more on getting himself fit. That he says he's fit, prove it to us next season, and don't get into this stupid chit chat, Mark, Whitney Lennon at the moment. Look, I've just got to say that as well, Paul. See, Griffiths, you gave that interview the other day. Lennon's shot back over the last couple of days, the day, whatever it was, 
No, Griffey should come out and put his case in and just say, "That's I'm not going to speak about this again. Exactly. Just say, you I, know, I mean, Griffey, he, he never came out and said it, but he hinted that there was a problem between him and Lennon. Mm-hmm. Kind of hinted at it, and Lennon's kind of hinted at it. So Griffiths should just come out and cut, the, cut this conversation dead and say, that's it, I've got more important, important things to think about. Exactly, Mark, because like what we were saying, Mark, like that, like, I'm going want to see what Griffiths like, yeah. I'm going to exactly. look forward. If people want to dwell on the past, they keep going you know, let them do that, but I'm going to look forward. Mm-hmm. So, moving on, uh, this year, uh, uh, European football has announced for the Champions League and the Europa League and the new Conference League that uh, the away goal will no longer apply. Uh, this will start from Celtic's next round in, in Europe against Michiland. Uh, uh, the away goal uh, won't apply here. Mark, are you in favour of this away goal or are you not in favour of this away goal situation? What's your thoughts on this? Oh, it's- because it's pros and cons, really, isn't it, Paul's? Mm-hmm. Helping, helping encourage teams away from him to play attacking football. Mm-hmm. That's basically why they brought it in, and I don't even know if it's really worked that well, sir. No, I guess like... Yeah, should, the, a tie should come down to who scores the most goals, but what happens now if it is a tie? But it's the latest. I... Just to go probably just go back into penalties, extra time now I think in penalties, yeah, extra time in penalties, Mark. That's probably the best thing for it then. You know, because like, as you said there, like, it's a benefit to the team that played away from home attacking, but if they get their way to go, then Mark, it's, it's really just a defensive back against one team, you know, at least one team, no, Mark, is you're drawing 2-2, two, two. You know, you, you you might play like extra. We might say, look, we take the extra extra time. There could be more of an advantage, Mark, for fans and, and more excitement for fans watching the game. No, Mark, because we've been at the end of this, we, we've been at the receiving end. We've benefited from the red goal, but I think it's a it's an area, Mark, that has really kind of died out of football. Now it's time to to kind of. It was like that. Remember that um, golden goal rule, Mark, that had its time in the in, in the World Cup, Mark, that. It's kind of died out, Mark. It's about time that UEFA kind of moved on from it, you know? It's like, you're going to say, oh, the golden goals are brilliant thing if you get through to the next round, but if you get with it, you're hating it. Yeah, yeah, like, Mark, you could, like, you could win your match, we say, at home, uh, we say 3 2, but it was 3 all then and the other thing went away then and went go. Like, I mean, that's the that's that, that's yeah. a, a hurt, like, you know what I mean? That you, you won one match and you know what I mean? You maybe you drew the other match or something like that, but then uh, because they got two way goals, you know what I mean? Underlying, do you get what I mean? They're underlying circumstances. What if you've had injury problems for your last game, so you need to play your defensive game and all that, so yeah, it's probably the fairest way to move it forward, Paul. If you score more goals in your opposition, you get through. That should be, that's the fairest way a sport, really. Exactly, Mark, and it's a good way too, no, Mark, because, like, it's a knockout stages, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're home the way legs, I mean, you don't want to be going out against Meachland on, on, on away goals either, like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really, uh, as you said, Mark, if you're, if you're winning, fair enough, like, but... To be on the receiving end of going out in the way, goal then is not nice. Like you know what I mean? Because see, 
where the away goals will stand and Mitchelland would be out there to try and make sure we didn't score. Mm-hmm. And over there, that would be their main prerogative, their main objective. I'm like, sure what Terence said here, like, considering our thinking away goals record, Mark, like, it actually might have to help us. Do you know what I mean? Good in the long run, I see. But I mean, you know? it's like, I'll be home or away for the first game with Mitchell. At home, at home. Right, mm-hmm. even at that, well, I'd expect us even to be, I don't know, I'd expect us to be getting over there with a lead then. But mm-hmm. if, you put, if you put a shoe in other foot there and say we're, we're away first, all Mitchell mm-hmm. and are doing there is trying to stop us scoring, because if they can come to Celtic Park... Exactly, Mark, that's the thing, like, they don't open up, like, the teams who are at home, Mark, won't open up, and it's like... Being Celtics, way of the of of many years, we 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 can't play against teams, Mark. Really, who defend? Oh. We, we just seen we can't break them down. Or we've seen that this year in in the Scottish League, Mark. We failed to break down teams who actually get twelve, eleven men behind the ball. Do you know what I mean? Don't, you know, don't forget, Paul. We get beat with red dumps in Brendan Rodgers' first game. Mhm. Exactly. I mean, can you imagine if I had ball? Imagine if that was somebody like Ronnie Dyla or Ange that everybody... I think he got, he, he got, Brendan Rodgers got away with that because being Brendan Rodgers, do you know what I mean? And I think there's actually more pressure on Ange now, Mark, because than, than when Ronnie Dyla came in. You know, I think there's actually more pressure on Ange now considering the bad season we had last season Aye. where the club has fallen apart. Mark. We won the league kind of thing. Ronnie mm-hmm. came at a time when we were winning. All he needed to do was continue that. I mean, like, we kid ourselves either, Paul. Ronnie was only robbed of a treble of a dodgy decision. Exactly. I mean, that could have... Uh, could that, would that have changed anything? Could have, Mark. What, do you think, Mark, was it... Was it of the fans? Uh... Kind of not behind Ronnie, as I know, there's some section of fans that loved him. I was behind Ronnie, you were behind him, Welchy adores him. Like, but there was a section of fans who 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 weren't. Was it fan pressure that pushed Ronnie out? Do you think? I don't know. I think I maybe part of it. I wouldn't say a big part of it, but I think it was just a part. Of it. I just think over time he kind of realised the job was too big for him. That's really what I think it was, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't help it. A lot of the fans were behind him and the way the press kind of treated him as well because I think he... I think Andrew, a manager, Mark, who'll be able to step up to the place, I think, that he wants. He's got a bit of... A bit, I think Andrew's got a bit of tougher skin than Ronnie had. He can mm-hmm. handle, he'll be able to handle that kind of thing a lot better than Ronnie did. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he came for that team here in Norway and he was a god of there for winning the league stuff like that and the way he turned the club around and then he came out here and there was people doubting him people it's like kind of in weak digs and laughing and came on the stick mark when when uh, when he dropped the likes of Schwarzer or Venduka and all these big names for Australia and he stuck to his guns he wasn't having none of us I said on the forum he took on the Australian he's got a yeah. one yeah. so that's shows you the type of character he has whereas Ronnie was there I think Ronnie would have had done better for Celtic, settled better if it had been more kind of a settled back, mm-hmm. I don't know if background's the right word. Do you get what I mean? Every, yeah. There was always doubts about him and there was always... From the start, like, yeah. Everything kind of idea. 
Whereas, and because of Ronnie's character, I think that maybe got to him and mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas Angie's a lot older than Ronnie, a lot more experienced than Ronnie. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm considering he's wrong there, the war cops and stuff like that as well, Mark, wrong there, the Asian cops with Australia. He's 55, 56. So yeah. I think well, he comes across a lot more, a kind of stronger character than Ronnie did. Mm-hmm. So, folks, uh, that's all for tonight. Uh, uh, tune in to Celtic TV tomorrow at uh, 1 pm and we'll see how Dominic McCoy and Ange come in. Uh, again, our thanks to Mans- Manscaped Grooming Products uh, for their for their sponsor on the show. And as always, remember Manscaped, trim your balls while listening to the balls of Bodville Carcass. Not, not only will your wife thank you for this, but your balls will thank you for, for, as well. Uh, myself. We'll even thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my thanks to you guys in the live chat as always for tuning in. Uh, Mark, we now close the show. Right, th- just thanks again for everything, Paul, you do on here and behind the scenes. Thanks for everybody for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed yourselves tonight. Uh, just take care, God bless. And remember, hit the subscribe button and the like button. And remember, and share the NHS football match link please stay as well thanks very much lads good night mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.